I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It's up with Luke! Luke for the line! It's the line! Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Inside Fantasy Sports Podcast. Welcome back. We are live again for Tin List Tuesday on the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast, where we talk all things team lists for round 10 of NRL Supercoach, brought to you by the Standard Squeeze. I am your host, the Supercoach Brain, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, a bit of a different backdrop. I've heard you've got a little bit of an office set up there, Matty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spent a bit of time over the uh, over the long weekend, just, um, yeah, preparing for the pod. I love it. The commitment to the pod. The, miss- the missus has kicked me out of the lounge room. She can finally watch Father Wants a Wife with sound on. I actually call that a loss. I thought she was winning before, but anyway, here I am in the in the dungeon. She had the Insight Fantasy Sports podcast in the background live. You can't really get better than that, can you? Maybe uh, that's it. And then uh, you know, if we watched, if anybody watched the AFL episode uh, the other night on Friday night, the countdown show, we saw uh, special guest Cam Young in his garage. So, uh, mate, you're, you're getting pretty close, close to the garage out there, Matty. But... <laughs> I did actually see that. I uh, I enjoyed between the two cars. Like... It was good. <laughs> it was good. I enjoyed it. Guys, let us know how you went. Drop them in the comments. Brag about it. Uh, I sure will because it's probably the first decent week I've had. Uh, but let us know what your score is, what your rank was. And obviously, if you have any questions for the show, drop them in the comment section. Let us know and we'll do our best to cover them. This is probably one of the biggest episodes we're going to do and a little bit of a different theme, I guess, for, for this one. Instead of diving so deep into all the changes from all the teams, we're going to go through those big ins and outs for Supercoach, of course, because that's why we're here. But we're going to talk about what to do with the goal with the fallen guns. What kind of cheapies you're going to want to target this week and leading into the buy period? 
all the DPP updates as well. So we've got dual position changes coming up in round 12 that have been announced by Supercoach HQ. So we'll go through those changes with you, talk about our trades, our VCs. We were actually going to do, Maddie a, um, a bit of buy chat. And then the deeper I dove into it, I got down some rabbit hole where it ended up being about three pages worth of content. So we'll keep that one for our own, uh, for a very special episode. It needs to be its own episode so that people can refer back because I'm going to need to refer back to it. There's a lot to go through. There is tons. So, and obviously it's time to start thinking about uh, the buy period. So I'm sure everybody's been looking at who's available around 13 and, and what Origin looks like. So we'll do a full episode on that um, with nearly everything you're ever going to need. So we'll cover that then. Um, mate, before we dive in, we we love a frothy, we love a beer, we love a tin on the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. We've both got our four-in-ones from the standard squeeze that keep drinks cold, they keep them hot. Um, you can use them as a stubby holder as well. So go to thestandardsqueeze.com, use the code INSIGHT15. You can grab yourself one for 15% off. They've also got squeeze bottles. They've got a ton of merchandise as well. So hop onto the website, guys, and um, get stuck in quality product. Now, when we're talking about squeeze, uh, our squeeze of the week, every single week we give away a standard squeeze combo pack to the highest score in our unlimited group. And this week goes out to Brendan, coach of Roosters Sombrero, banger of a name, with 1,348. How does he fit all those players in there? <laughs> Maybe uh, Tommy Sangster gave him an extra five mil for this team as well because it looks pretty stacked. 1348, big score. Brendan, if you're watching, mate, hit us up on social media, wherever it is you follow us. And uh, we'll get your address, mate, and we'll send you out that combo pack courtesy of the Standard Squeeze. Congratulations. Also, we've had a bit of a change in the uh, in the leader of this group as well. Nick, the quick uh, coach of the Quick Men, is uh, coming 17th, and he's dropped to 88th this week. Bit of a tough week for, for Nick. Uh, we've got Mike, coach of Turbo's Hammy, coming into 17th. So Turbo's Hammy's actually gone to shit, but it sounds like his team's actually turning up, which is... Uh, Quite ironic, isn't it? So into 17th spot. So we've actually got three people in the top 100 now, Matty. How good? Yeah, yeah, it's all happening. Everyone's taking advice and they added Jack DeBellin last week. So It looks like it with a 71. Good on JDB. Bit of a bit of a change in his role this week, maybe. We'll see what happens. How did you, uh, how'd you end up going? Uh, obviously, we spoke about our score Sunday night, but how'd you rank yeah, so, up? So um, went 11.02 after updates, uh, which just got me over 1,100. And I actually thought that it might be top 20%, top 25%, um, because I'd seen lots of people posting on Twitter about their their 1,200s and their 1,300s. But, um, yeah, it wasn't to be. I um, I actually moved up 4,500 spots into 15,000th um nice. and pretty happy with that green arrows all happening um yeah avoided a lot of the carnage had sloan and reese walsh which got me a combined about 40 points so even with those decisions um i'd obviously made some right ones with akp and dave Fafita. so pretty happy all around Good little start sit there, especially with AKP. He's one of those guys that whenever you play him, he gets 12. And then when you don't, he'll get 75. So you, you've picked him on the right week. Props. That's to the you. first time I've ever played him. Really? How good? Yeah. I think I, I played, played him two or three times Jackson. for nothing. I played him instead of Jackson Ford as well. So yeah, pretty happy about that. Well played. Well played. 1220 for me. I went, I actually halved my rank. So I went from 25,000 to 11,600. So very close to that top 10K now. So hopefully this week we can have another decent week and burst into the top 10. That would be nice. Uh, all right. What have we got, guys? Thanks for hopping on. Say good day if you're on. Let us know if you have any questions throughout. Um, Steve hopped on the JDB call. Um, how hey, does that? Balls. Nice, good mate. Cool. Love it. 
Uh, oh. Brad's on as well. Eleven seventy three with a DNP, was, and he's seventeen. That's massive. I was just, I was just gonna say, everybody seems to be hopping on the Jack DeBallon looking around Twitter and some of the other podcasts. But yeah, you got, you called it first, brother. Yes, I got in. I got in first. I think twelve thirty five for Tyler. That's a massive week into the top five k. Jackson twelve forty six as well. Currently in four hundred and sixteenth. So there is some really good stuff happening. Really love the guys hopping on and, and having a chat as well. Uh, yeah, Maddo on the bench this week is definitely going to be a talking point, J-Dog. We'll, we'll cover that. So, Plenty so to talk Lane. about. Yeah, and uh, Sean Lane, obviously, in the in the conversation in the next couple of weeks for sure. Mate, let's get stuck into teams. I guess we'll, we'll cover these a little bit quicker than we normally will. We won't go team by team every single change, but more so just maybe the super coach relevant stuff um, to start. Mate, Doggies, uh, Karaz is back. So good, good to see him come back a little bit earlier than, than planned, Matty. Yeah, and that really excites me. Um, I think I will look to get him. But now that he's got that six in his uh, in his rolling three, I think that we can, you know, I think he'll come down in price a little bit. Um, I'll have a look at, if you could just have a look at what his break even is. Um, something I was looking at was maybe a Valentine Holmes for Karaz in a couple weeks' time. Yeah, you're going to be know waiting a couple of weeks. He's got 137 yeah. break even, so you can wait a couple yeah. of weeks. He's got Raiders this week coming into the Warriors to Gold Coast. So, I mean, you know, there might be some big balls, super coaches out there that just jump on next week if he drops a ton of cash this week, knowing that he's got a couple of decent matchups coming into the buy period. But if he drops a heap of cash, I'd back him, and he's just somebody I could go with. I don't have a lot of faith in Val, even with some of his easier matchups at the moment. I don't know. I'm just. Lost a bit of faith in basically any Cowboys. And I was so high on Karaz. I got on at the right time to start the year. I got on at the right time to start last year. And, um, yeah, Karaz might be my boy. I'd say Karaz might be a wait until after the first buy because, obviously, he doesn't play around 13. So it just depends what your but team looks like. Neither's Val, so I'm not relying on that spot for that. Yeah, so yeah that's if, a good point. If Val Fair looks call. like he's going to leak a heap of cash, I'd put more faith in Karaz than Val. No doubt. Absolutely no doubt. Um, couple of, we'll talk about Val very soon. We won't cover that now. Uh, Maxi yeah. King also named. Uh, so, you know, everybody coming out saying Max King's going to be out for multiple weeks and he gets named one week after, after people sold him. So very, uh, some upset super coaches out there. You'd be spewing, but it is what it is. Mate, Raiders, uh, Xavier Savage onto the wing. So he comes in and plays his first game after that. Uh, I think it was, uh, I can't remember the injury, but it was a pretty bad one over the, through the trial period. So, the good thing from this is that Croker has kept the center spot and uh, Hopawadi has dropped out. So good news for no, Croker I really, buyers. I didn't really see that happening. But um, anyway, that's why I don't own Croker. And yeah, everybody else just got a leg up on me. Yeah, I, I grabbed Croker. I'm pretty happy with it. So, so, um, so Savage had a fractured jaw. So Yeah, okay. There you go. So maybe they're easing him into the wing. Uh, maybe they like Sebastian Chris. Maybe Sebastian Chris, because he's done a good job, they'll keep him there. He's looked good the last couple of weeks, hasn't he? And Xavier Savage played some wing in New South Wales Cup. So, you know, yeah, okay. worst things have... Uh, you, you just don't know how they're going to play that. Bit of Ricky Roulette going on, as always. Uh, speaking of Ricky Roulette, Corey Harawira and Naira dropped, gone in the reserves. What are your thoughts on that? Corey Horsburgh season? Oh, hey, don't don't give away too much of our content, but there's a big segment on Corey Horsburgh and Jack DeBellin, so uh, could be the no. Re- realistically, like this just takes out an extra quarter of Ricky Roulette, and I'm really high on Hudson Young. Um, 
yeah, I'm starting to look with the masses. But yeah, maybe Hudson Young. Um, but Harawir and I is a big out. I'd love to hear Ricky give us a bit of insight as to what happened at some stage. But yeah, we know he doesn't really let us know what's going on in his head. So. Oh, he does when the referees are, you know, doing him dirty, but that's about it. Um, moving on, Manly and Broncos, second game. Turbo's back, Garrick to the wing. Massive win for everybody. All the owners of I Garrick. I release. release. That's huge. That is, the, and release probably, because that that's huge. I, I think if Garrick was at centre again for another couple of weeks and it looked like they were just going to continue with him at centre, I'd be very tempted to just bail. I mean, it's unfortunate he's already dropped 200K, so maybe you just... You just hold on and hope for the best, and you definitely do now. I think it makes it easier to hold him now that he's got that wing spot. My concern is that over the origin period, they put KO Weeks at fullback instead of him after after last week. That's my biggest concern about Garrick. I always got Garrick and Joey Manu, to be honest, just yep. expecting that we're going to get these tons over the uh, over the buy period. You know, have a look. I think at the one Turbo's thing. The one thing I feel better about now is that Tolu Kola is back, which is why this move has happened. So he's come into center. You've got Brad Parker on the other center. And then obviously it just makes sense to have Saab and Garrick on each wing turbo at the back. Now, if turbo goes out, I mean. Tua Pilotto dropped out, right? Yeah. So yeah, Tua Pilotto dropped out. So I feel like Garrick could probably just drop back to fullback now during origin because there'd be less changing um, unless they put KO weeks on the wing. Uh, I'm not quite sure, but. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. But another, I guess more news in this one, Gerbo out for two weeks. Um, seems like a minor injury, ankle, I think, or knee. Um, but he's going to miss two weeks. He misses Magic Round, which is a shame. And, and obviously then coming into Origin, it's going to be pretty bloody close to, to see whether he's fit enough for Origin 1. So that'll be an interesting watch. Hey, I pro- would probably compare how important Gerbo is to this team as to Payne Haas and the Broncos. Yep. I actually expect a bloodbath. I think the Broncos will roll over them and it's, you know, I'm not giving too much away. We could have some big, big scores from, you know, our five eighth, maybe our fullback, you know, some of those guys that score a lot of points. That's it. We'll cover that very soon. Uh, Broncos, Haas and Mam are back. So again, great for Walsh. Um, we'll, we'll explain a little bit more later on, on what we think about Walsh. Cause I think the Walsh or do I trade Walsh? Do I trade turbo? Do I trade Cleary? There's a lot of these guns that have high break evens this week. So we'll cover our thoughts on, on whether you hold them or whether you trade them, who you trade them to, uh, very soon. Warriors Panthers third game, chance equal Klukstad, Tolhu Harris have both been named current back to the bench for the Warriors. The CNK 11 day stand down thing's a little bit interesting, isn't it? Because I'm a little bit unsure of the ruling there. I think if they went on 11 days exactly, uh, he'd be about four hours short from when he plays. So maybe they're looking at the 11th day. I'm not quite sure. Look, he'd be pretty unlucky not to be able to to play in this one. Just being 11 days, it's not exactly their fault. The difference between 10 and or 11 days doesn't make a huge difference from my understanding. So... Look, I'd like yep. to see CNK play because, as we've seen in the Warriors last week, um, he's probably their most important player to me. For sure, for sure. Did you end up trading him? No, I still have him. Oh, nice. Okay. Oh, well, you'll be definitely hoping that he plays then. That'll be an extra number for you, for sure. Yes. Um, Torhu Harris coming back as well is great. Named it lock. Obviously, they only said re-aggravation of the MCL, so it was only one to two weeks at worst um, for him. So he's back after that one-week break. 
which is good. Uh, he's always a guy that I've been looking at for the buy period. So I hope he gets a couple of weeks to ramp up a little bit and I can pick him up for round 13. That would be, that would be lovely. Um, Even a bit of a price drop after he's uh, after that last score. And, you know, if, if they give him a bit of extended minutes, uh, extended bench minutes, this game. Yeah. I'd love to jump on him. That'd be really nice. Absolutely. Uh, Penrith, not really much has changed here. James Fisher-Harris is back. Eisenhuth's out with that injury. So he's out for four weeks, but I don't see too much, too much kind of impact for the Panthers there. So we'll move on to the next one. Uh, Sharks and Dolphins. Royce Hunt in for Braden Hamanueli, who's going to miss four weeks, I think it was, with that MCL from that hip drop. Uh, Finucane's back in the 13 jersey as well, which means Cam McInnes drops back to the bench, which I, I know you shed a tear when you saw that, mate. I know you're a big Cam McInnes at lock fan. Look, I am, but um, he didn't actually perform as I expected this last uh, this last three weeks. I was tempted just to get him and just ride, you know, expecting these 80s out of a guy that you paid 470 for. And, yeah, it just didn't happen this year, so. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Unfortunate. Um, Dolphins, Robert Jennings is out. I think we we knew that there was risk there for people that jumped on him for the cash gen last week, and he got, what did he get, like one or two points or something last week, and nah, yeah. no dice. Tessie News back, as we suspected. Um, the weird one is, for me, Milford on the bench, which is bizarre. He's in the 15 jersey. Uh, I'm not quite sure what their plan is with that one. Maybe he comes back into the side late, and then Nicarima drops back to the bench. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not really sure what's happening there. Um, look, Wayne Bennett does like Milford. I was, we were all surprised when Katoa got that run uh, to start the season. But anyway, we'll see what happens. Mm. Big There's, talking point out of this one. Too, so. I think it is, especially from Uncle Wayne. We know he loves a little bit of Ducks and Drakes, especially with – so from what we've heard, um, a couple of sources on Twitter, they've said that Valence Tavare was going to be playing his first game this weekend, which is massive super coach news. He's been named in the extended bench. Um, so Brenko Lee's been named, and it looked like his hamstring had been torn in half uh, through the back end of that game. The guy could barely move, let alone run. But he's been named this week, Valence Tavare on the extended bench. I, I still think there might be a, a swap here. I think it was at training, apparently. Someone's reported that uh, everybody was cheering and kind of patting him on the back, and it looked like from an outsider looking in that Valence Tavare had all – like automatically got his his kind of nod uh, to make his debut this weekend. So we'll see how that plays out, but just keep an eye on Saturday afternoon because there's every chance if, that he comes in for Brinko. If Tavare gets named, he is somebody that I – non-negotiable, he is getting traded in. In the centres, he's a massive body. He's come from Union. Um, yeah, looks like an absolute talent. Yeah, I watched a few – I watched his highlights in New South Wales Cup before we hopped on. And so the word is this guy is bigger and taller than Talakai with the same skill level at, at that at that position, which is sc- a scary prospect, isn't it? Like, and he's only young. Like, it's like the guy's like 19 years old and he's uh, 108 kilos, 182 <laughs> centimetres. Um, we've seen what damage Talakai's done. <laughs> and just imagine a bigger, taller version of Talakai. That's, that's bloody scary. And I hope he gets an extended run because, I mean, this guy could be anything. So... Good luck to him if he plays. If he if he plays, know, I, I don't agree know how good you'd have to play to take Branko Lee's spot. Well, he's been ordinary, but let me tell you, Wayne Bennett loves Branko Lee, loves him. So I, I just have this kind of feeling that if Branko Lee can be playing and he's fit, he'll be in. But yep. we'll see. Uh, maybe he could win that spot balance on on merit, which I really hope he can, and we know he's good enough to. So fingers crossed. Um, Storm Eliasa Katoa is named. 11-day stand-down, same kind of situation. Um, 
except it would have been past the 11 days for him. So that kind of makes sense. Um, but that's kind of about it. Everybody else's name, 1-17 to 17 is last week for the Storm. We've got three, one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, we've got Rabbitohs, Davey Mowali. Gone. Yeah, four weeks. Am I am I upset about that? Not really, because it removes one auto emergency nightmare that I've got in my lineup at the moment that could get me 12, like we spoke about on Sunday night. So not upset. I'll say to a mate on the phone today, I could have Davey Mowali all year because he hasn't done enough. He hasn't been bad enough for me to bother trading out, and he hasn't made me enough money to bother trading him out. So. Unless a 200k gun to our uh, front row forward pops his head up and I'm, I've got luxury trades sitting there that I can make that move, there's no point. So I'm yep. fine with him sitting out. I probably prefer him to sit out, if I'm completely honest. Um, yes. True. Next next one, Tigers-Dragons. Naden out, Talao in. I don't know why they keep persisting with playing Talao considering he's leaving next year. I mean, you've got so many talented guys in this back line at Tigers. just makes no is sense Nade, to me. That is Naden out because he's injured? Because I didn't think he looked that bad last game. I'm pretty certain he's suspended. Oh, suspended. Yeah, right. Yep. I remember that now. Um, Asu Kapoa on the bench. No other changes for the Tigers, which is probably the first time we haven't said no other changes for the Tigers all season. So it's nice to see them pick and stick for once. The Dragons is interesting. All right. There's a there's a little, there's a little bit going on here. Zach Lomax has been dropped to New South Wales Cup, which yep. nobody saw coming. But I under I completely understand the move because he's been ordinary on the left side this year. But... He was great on the right side for three, four seasons past. So do you not just get, uh, shift him back to the right side? Where a lot of teams sweep right to left and they're dominant right to left teams. Put your best defender on the right edge, on the right defensive edge. It makes no sense why they swapped him to start with. But anyway, he's gone. What are your thoughts on that? Look, I reckon Hook could just get dropped and Lomax comes back in later on in the year. Like the coach could get dropped. Um, over something like this. Uh, they're playing Lomax money. Uh, Lomax is obviously talented. Maybe he doesn't want to play for Hook and um, there's sort of a bit of a, you know, a bit of a standoff happening. Look, I'm putting something out in the universe. I don't think that he's been bad enough to be dropped, especially in a Dragon side that doesn't have that much talent. Um, but Figo was good and um, he's rewarded with uh, getting another run this week. Max, not Matt. Yeah, Max. Yeah, Max. Two thirty-four k cheapy, big uh, negative break even this week. I think people are pretty excited about him. Oh, what were their parents thinking? Max and Matt, like call one Terence <sighs> or something. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, tough for us. They should have thought of us super coaches when they named their kid. You know, bloody ridiculous. You know what? I will not add him because I'll accidentally add the wrong one. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I think they're two hundred k difference, but anyway, it's uh, that's fine. Hey, uh, I guess a big I'm talking point we'll t- we'll talk about it soon is Jack DeBellin has been named at prop this week. Mm. So obviously, the last two games he's played lock, he's played big minutes. The question now so pops up: Does he play big minutes at prop? Yeah, so we're going to talk about Jack DeBellin later on. Um, there's been some really good analysis there, but I actually like this for Bird. Mm. Yeah, I was sort of um, lock. Trying to talk a few people out of Bird because um, some people thought that, you know, maybe they'd boost for Bird and see if it would take off. But realistically, I didn't think that was the play. But I like him at lock. I really like just him getting his hands on the ball a bit more. You know, controversial. I mean, long-term, long season, if I see Jack Bird as a hold for the season, I like him at lock. He's going to get a lot more involved. But I actually liked him on an edge against the Tigers. 
The, the Tigers are super leaky on the edges. They concede a lot of their points through the middle of the field, through the edges. Um, you, you'll notice the points scored against the Tigers aren't really through the wing and centre. It's uh, through the forwards and through the middle of the field. So I, d- I didn't mind the matchup for Bird if he was in the second row this week. But either either or, you know, can't, beggars can't be choosers. Um, Roosters and Cowboys next one. Cheese named Hutchison is in the centres this week. And he lines up against Valentine Holmes, which I really like as a matchup. What are your thoughts? I mean, from a perspective of whether we hold or whether we sell Val, kind of touched on it already. I love this matchup for him. I really like him going up against Hutchison. Uh, And we know Hutchison's diverse and he can play multiple positions, but Val's the best player on the field by far uh, for the Cowboys. And I feel like they're probably going to target now that edge. Uh, I'm surprised Manu didn't shift out and they bring Sam Walker back. I thought Sam Walker would be back this week due to that. Yeah, look, they obviously they don't think Sam Walker's up to it, and Joey Manners looked pretty good at five eight. Like they they got the win. Um, they're not going to change what's working. Uh, they weren't winning games with Sam Walker, and they're winning games with Joey Manu. They're going to win another one against the Cowboys. Um, I think that they can they can cop that matchup. But I'm just surprised. Like last last game when I was watching the the Cowboys play, Val looked dangerous every time he got the ball. He just didn't get it very often, and that was in a like. He was the only person, him and Robson were the only people who were playing with a bit of heart. And yeah, you just find a way to get him the ball. You just need him to sweep around a bit more. Um, more touches for Val means better footy better for the Cowboys. And yeah, honestly, better for us super coaches because yeah, look, surely they should be scoring some points. And I don't, the Roosters' defense was really good. I don't see mm. him scoring too many this week again, which is a worry for Val. Yeah, definitely. I feel like the only. Oh, actually, I'll, I'll explain it a little bit later when we when we dive into Val. But uh, Cowboys, Luki returns. Kushevsky holds his edge spot. Probably holds it for another maybe three, four weeks, or however long Jeremiah Nano is suspended for. I would say at this yeah. stage, I don't see I anybody was, else coming on. It was four weeks. Yeah, Nanai. Yeah, so yep. yeah, so out for four. So it means he gets a month of footy. Two hundred eighty-eight k could be an option. Uh, last game of the round of Magic Round Titans. Brimson out. Campbell goes to fullback. Foran's been named with that toe issue, but no real big kind of super coach uh, issues there. The Eels, though, uh, Andrew Davies come onto the edge. And uh, we'll see Cardi and Maddo come off the bench. Bailey Simonson's come back into the team at centre, which means Sean Russell's been dropped and Dunster holds his position. There's a lot to take in there. What do you think? I thought Dunster would be dropped for starters if we're talking about the wingers that don't really matter. Also, Cardi's played well enough that I would play him over a new recruit in Andrew Davey that was hardly getting a run for the Bulldogs. And I don't know, Meadow comes off the bench and provides that punch and plays really well. Uh, but all of this doesn't bode well for Hopgood owners. No, there's a bit going on. I mean, he he's the only one of the ones that have kept his spot in the 13, but we know that Brad Arthur loves changing things up before kickoff. So who knows what happens here? Uh, Lyle's on the ball though, saying he doesn't understand the Matto hate being off the bench and he could yep. go better from the bench. And we know that Brad Arthur loves using him off the bench. So maybe this is, they go back to what worked last year. Uh, who knows? Or it might be a flu issue where he plays less minutes this week to get himself fit again. Who knows? And you know what? If you don't have Matto, I think I wait a week and have a look at how the minutes. I wouldn't be going with Matto this week, but don't draw a line through him. He's still one of the best footballers playing in three by rounds. So, 
Yep. Okay. Uh, Steve Jerbo's out. He says that he's hearing Jerbo's out for a month. I'm, I'm looking at uh, NRL Physio's post saying he's going to miss the next two weeks. It says minor to moderate, though. So obviously, if it starts to lean into a grade two strain, he'll miss a little bit more time. So we'll see what happens there. And if he misses Origin, spewing for New South Wales, a bloke wears his heart on his sleeve. So that's a big he loss. Uh, Matto could be a sure thing for Origin if Gerbo is out, which is a, another very good point. So that means you probably need to think twice about him um, yep. this week. Uh, when I really did the buy planning, when I did the buy planning today, uh, let me tell you right now that those that have Matto will be very upset if he gets picked in Origin because he'll miss like five or six games. The most amount of games out of anybody that is considered a keeper uh, through the through that period. So big concerns for Matto owners, but we'll keep an eye out, won't we? I think Origin teams get named in what, two, three weeks? So, yeah, it should be a couple of weeks away, yeah. Yeah, so we'll quickly touch on a couple of comments as we go before we dive into the big front row forward conundrum that we have going Roger. on here. Uh, JMK might get a spell from Milford. Yeah, could happen if they use him at hooker. I, I don't know. I don't know whether they do. It doesn't really make sense. Thoughts on that? No, I don't think so. I think Milford will honestly probably drop out of the team or Nicarima will drop out. I can't see him playing two utilities. Yeah, like none of them, none of them are big enough to to fill into a lock role or anything like that. Um, yeah, they can only play hooker, five back, half back, full back. That's it. It's <laughs> a good point. Lomax is paying <laughs> the price for his hook impersonation on Matty Johns. That was probably one of the best pieces of uh, that Matty Johns footy show I've seen all year. Uh, so I enjoyed that. Uh, looking at Jack Bird. Yep, uh, Damo got on the Jack Bird train last week. Very good. Well played. Dual position is really handy as well, especially that second row center wing dual. You can shuffle them about wherever you need to. There's I not do as many like as him. there has been other years. No, nah, they obviously started pretty skint on the dual positioning. So they'll add them in round 12. We'll talk about who's being added very soon as well. Uh, what other questions do we have? Uh, Val, selling or keeping? We'll talk to you about that very soon. Rodders, man, we'll, we'll cover it all. Um, all right, let's dive in. We'll cover the rest of the questions later, mate. Jack DeBellin versus Corey Horsburgh. Probably the biggest question of the week, I guess, behind do we sell Reese Walsh? So we'll cover that one first. What are your thoughts, yep. first of all? Give me a rundown. Jack DeBellin or Corey Horsburgh, gun to the head, who are you picking? So about three hours ago, I would have said Jack DeBellin. I like him playing at lock. I like his minutes. I like his role. I like him playing the Tigers. Um, I think think that he is a guy that can score 60 to 65 consistently and he's a guy that I'm looking to upgrade Welch to but having a look at Harawir and Naira dropping out of the team oh, I tell you what after coming off a couple 90s um Horsburgh's juicy big red it's nice isn't it I mean let me. I mean, with Horsburgh, he's got a lower break even. At the end of the day, you're probably going to hold him for majority of the season if he keeps going the way he's going anyway. So you're not really going to plan to move him. Uh, plays the Bulldogs. He's got a five, his first five rounds. He averaged 45, 35 minutes a game, and his last three, he's averaged seventy minutes a game. So his minutes have literally doubled in the last three rounds. Seventy-two average in the last three. 58 in base. So he's gone 56, 62, and 98 without a try, uh, which is pretty impressive. Now, I guess the question is, do the minutes stay the way that they have been in the last three rounds? Is he going to continue to get 70 minutes is the question that's on everybody's minds. What are I mean, your thoughts? I mean, think about think about what's happened in the last three weeks. Raiders have been winning games. Mm -hmm. 
yep. with Big Red getting big minutes. Hey, you don't change it if it isn't screams, broken. Eh? If anything screams, give me more minutes. It's hey, Ricky, we're winning games. I'm good at footy. Get me the ball. Yep, spot on, spot on. I mean, when we look at their forwards and their forward rotation, they've got three pops, props, sorry, on the bench, uh, and a, and a backup hooker. You got Joey, uh, sorry, you got Josh Papali, you got Joey Tarpany, Hudson Young, Elliot Whitehead, and then Corey Horsburgh. That's a pretty bloody good forward, starting forward rotation. Obviously, we know Josh Papali is going to play probably maybe 55 to 60 minutes. Joey Taps is playing 50. Young and Whitehead are both playing 80, which is why they've got three props on the bench. They don't need an edge forward. They've got two 80 minute yep. edges. And Corey Horsburgh, it looks like he's probably locked into at least 60 minutes, which. I mean, there's so much more upside in Horsburgh. There's just yep. one concern that I have. Does he play Origin? Because Billy Slade has come out very recently and said we would that he's the kind of guy that we would want in this squad. Um, does that put the? Uh, I suppose does that make them think? Is this is this guy Origin worthy? Two questions: Does Josh Papalihi play Origin? Is probably a big question too, because if he gets selected, I would argue that he's got his spot, and then Horsburgh's got a lot much bigger role for the Raiders. But if Horsburgh gets selected, then I mean, obviously he's going to miss what four games? Uh, probably three. Yeah, I haven't there done the lowdown on him yet, but uh, Raiders play thirteen and nineteen, so he'll miss both of those, and obviously then they've got the buy in round sixteen anyway, so he'll probably yep. miss three. The one thing I like about this, if he doesn't play Origin, is the games in between the Origin games through that buy period. They play the Bulldogs, the Eels, Manly, the Tigers, the Warriors, the Titans, and the Dragons. Like I don't know whether there is a better buy period schedule for a team than what the Raiders have from rounds 14 to 20. So that could be what gets you across the line. Really, if you're looking at Jack DeBellin versus Horsbrad, they have a less favourable draw. They've got a few tough games through the middle of the year. I've got a question for you, and it's called yeah. sitting on the fence. If you have Stefano and Welch, do you just find a way to get both? Get Horsburgh because he's negative 30 break even first. Make a plan um, as long as there's no fires that you could finish the year with Joey Taps, Horsburgh, and Jack DeBellin. Oh, it's, that's a nice front row forward rotation. I mean, do you need to move Welch? Is that luxury? Like, the guy's getting 55 to 60. It it probably is luxury, but we're heading into this origin period where you probably want some guys that... Welch gets picked, right? I actually don't know. I'm not quite sure. I mean, he missed all last year. You won the series. Like, do they just continue with the guys that did well last year? Like, In which case, Welch won't get picked. No, that's right. Yeah, that's true. Um yeah, I'm not quite sure whether Welch plays this year either, if I'm completely honest. Uh, if Welch so... doesn't play Origin, I'd be happy to sit on him. I'm not really looking to move Welch on. I'm probably looking to move Stefano on because I've got zero confidence in the man. Yeah, um, and too. Davi Moali will sit there all year. So you're right. I do only want one. Do you have – like I, like I was looking at Hudson Young too. I don't think I can have Taps, Hudson Young and no. Horsburgh. Like, no. see so that my concern was seeing Taps and Horsburgh in my front row forward and just going, like, how much do I trust Ricky Stewart? And the answer is, I'm definitely not all. trading Taps for, for Corey Horsburgh. 
not a chance. You keep Tarpany for the year now. You picked him up because yep. he's a Kiwi and he's going to play two of the three major buy rounds through Origin. There's no point trading yep. him. He's one of the premium front row forwards with Haas. So the goal should and always say, be to get to paint Haas after Origin. I'd say there's 0% chance that Jack DeBellin gets picked for Origin. Zero. Probably less than zero. And also, I think, okay, if you're asking me who I'm picking, and this is what we're getting there eventually, we've hopefully given everybody the information around what, what we're thinking, but Horsburgh is now my pick. I was thinking Jack DeBellin last week, and don't get me wrong, still a good play. Safe play. Really kind of high high floor, low ceiling kind of guy that's going to get you 55 to 75 every single week. But we all know we both love a high ceiling high upside kind of guy, and I reckon Horsburgh's the man for that. Yeah, so I was – like, I wanted Jack DeBellin by hook or by crook. When you asked me earlier today to have a think about this question, we're going to have this discussion, I was like, Jack DeBellin, for sure. Like, he can't – Um, I wasn't 100% sure that Horsburgh can keep going with this. But them dropping Harawira and Naira, Jack DeBellin moving to front row forward, I don't like – it's just swung, hasn't it? It has in massive. this DLT, it's swung in the last three hours. The prop, the move to proper hate. I just hate it. Um, and he'll, he'll play, play less minutes. minutes. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And and we know Black Laurie obviously is the other uh, the other prop for the Dragons. Uh, he, I mean, he can play big minutes too. So I'm just I'm just a little bit concerned about what that looks like. And you could wait so a week on Debellin. Horsburgh's what? Horsburgh's five hundred and fifty k. They're uh, both the same price. 544k with a negative break it. Oh, with a break even of three. You probably can't wait another week. Not on Horsbury, you can't, but I reckon you I'd argue you could wait on DeBellin. He's got yeah, a break even I'd of wait 30. On, I could wait on DeBellin, but I just can't see myself waiting on Horsburgh. I can't see myself paying 600 k for Horsburgh. Nah, I agree with that. Uh I think go Horsburgh this week and then you can reassess. And if you want to debella next week, you could even play him in your two RF and then you've got guys that you can swap up and down uh and kind of manipulate for trades and all that kind of stuff. So that, that's can probably you the just way pick up can you just pick up Robbie Starr's question right there at the end? Uh yeah. Uh yep, go for it. Where does Haas fit in there? Yeah, so I just won't look at Haas until like at least that sort of round twenty. Um, which thinking here in round nine, you know, he doesn't go into the discussion. We've missed the boat. I'm hoping that they rest him a little bit over the origin period and then you can pounce on him and get the best front row forward in the game. And yeah, he can ride you to super coach glory towards the end of the year. Got some good comments about Corey Horsbury. I'll, I'll throw a couple up. Uh, Corey, so Corey's channeling Alan Tung energy. Um, Alan Tung, one of the Canberra legends. Uh, he's becoming Sticky's new love child, apparently, Corey Horsbury, which I'm, I'm all for. If he can get on Sticky's good side as a forward, you've done a good job. Yeah, and if you've had my... a redheaded hooker in your time. Yeah. That's it. And my favorite comment, Ange, Horsbury runs like a mud crab with deep heat on his groin. Which, I mean, I don't know whether I've looked at his gate too much, uh, but uh, I'm, I'm going to tell him. Ange obviously has. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think that you just covered this one. Uh, Lachlan asking was Haas a hold during the Origin period? No, I probably would have moved him last week. To be honest, I would have hopped off. Um, but if you've got him, you hold him up right until the Origin period, and then you move him on. I just think with the injuries he's had in the past, he you're going to want to. He's going to get rested at times. Like you're going to see some 50 minute games from Haas and then you're going to see some price drops. Yep, for sure. If you don't have him, you're not getting him, are you? Um, no, you can't get but, him now. I would love to. I'm probably his biggest fan right now. 
I think also we need to remember Payne Haas backs up nearly every game. After Origin, he always backs up. Unless there's a really short turnaround and the Broncos are playing on the Friday night or something after Origin, you will see Payne Haas back up on the weekend after Origin, no doubt. Yeah, Does and it could game. be and, – and Kevy will just rest him because if Payne Haas goes down, our finals chances do too. Yep, for sure. All right, let's move in. Hopefully that Horsburgh versus Jack DeBellin debate's put to bed. Um, Horsburgh is the guy. We love a bit of upside here. Uh, okay, let's move on to the fallen guns because there's a lot to talk about here. And and I guess the first question or the main question is, do we sell Reese Walsh this week? 156 break even. Got a tough run of games coming up. He's got Manly this weekend, but he's got then Melbourne into Penrith. Misses round 16, misses round 19, may play Origin. What are your thoughts? I think Manly's in turmoil. Turbo so you're talking about the matchup this week? Yeah, Turbo. Yeah. Well, that's where you start. Um, turbo, busted, Gerbo, plenty of go forward in the middle with Payne Haas back. Um, and just remember, he's not come back from an injury. He's come back from suspension. Mam uh, works really well with Walsh. I just think that the Broncos could pump Manly this week. And in all the games that the Broncos have done really well, Reese Walsh has averaged about 85. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? You're going to lose, you're gonna lose some money. But hey, it, wh- who else are you getting? You're not getting Turbo, Tedesco. You're not getting him. I think up until maybe about midday today, I was on the sell train. But the more that I look yeah. at this manly lineup, and as soon as Gerbo got na- uh, got uh, said that he was going to be out missing a couple of games, I messaged you. The first thing, I was actually in mid-training session in the gym, and I'm like, better message Maddie, let him know Gerbo's out. And as soon as I thought that, I'm like, Manly are going to be absolutely decimated at the middle in the middle of the field. So he's, ha- he's the pain house. Yeah. yeah, he's the pain yeah. house of their team. He's the go. He's the drive. He's the leader out there. It's going to be massive. And it's in front of a Brisbane crowd as well. He's got 161 break even. He could score 120 this weekend pretty comfortably. Yeah. It's magic round. We know that Reese Walsh loves a stage. Uh, it's in at Suncorp. We know the Broncos play some really good footy at Suncorp. Uh, he's my VC. I'll go out and say it now. He, I'm putting the VC on him this weekend. I think he goes big. Me as well. There you go. Let's, uh, let's pray then. First game, second game of the round, whatever it is. You know, you know what? Oh, he gets 120. I'm still not looping him with Nico. Mm, yeah, that's that's a probably a good point. Who do the like? Uh, he, who do the have have? Get... I don't care. That's true. It's, it's a bit automatic. Yeah, it's automatic. It's our, it? it's our Lord and Savior, Nico. Dol- they got the Dolphins. They got the Dolphins. So could go. Could be anything that game. But let's move on to the I... next fallen gun. The next relevant fallen gun, Nathan Cleary, 156 break even. Third most sold this week. So Reese Walsh is the most sold. Uh, Nathan Cleary is the third most sold. And we know why. The high break even could leak a lot of cash. Hasn't been goal kicking the last few weeks. Comes up against a Warriors side after a bad loss against the bottom feeders, the Tigers, in wet weather conditions. He dropped the ball over the line that would have won them the game. I don't know what that tells you, but that tells me that Nathan Cleary is going to come out a man-possessed. I feel like he's. I feel like the Penrith Panthers are going to come out to prove a point this weekend. I'm not sure I've ever been more convinced of seeing a break even of 150 and thinking he's probably got this. I mean, it's not the first time, is it? He did it at the no. start of the year when people were going, "Yep, sell him, sell him." He's 120, 130 break even. He scored 140 or whatever it was. It. You know what? 
It doesn't matter his price because you don't lose until you sell him, and I want Nathan Cleary in my team every week he's playing. I think we'll cover the in, in the buy, and obviously I did a deep dive on the buys today for anybody who missed the start of the episode, and, and on that I did look at who do you hold because Nathan Cleary and Nico Hines are going to be people's halfbacks. They're, yeah. they're, your, they're your one and two half. Who do you sell? Because unless you want to cop an AE every single week when these guys are out on those buy periods and those mini buys, you've got to sell one. And if you've got Davi Moali, you don't want that. No, you do not want that at all. Uh, unless David Moali's not playing either. So uh, we'll talk about that in in the next uh, in that buy planning episode, who to sell yeah. Nathan Cleary or Nico Hines. But honestly, it's probably not what you think. It's an interesting one. Uh, Kalen Ponga could be, he's down 90K. He's at 440K. He's on the buy this week. So we don't really need to do anything with him yet, but he could be sub 400K very, very soon. He might not play. Let's let's say this right now. If they play him at fullback in Origin over Reese Walsh, they've got rocks in their head. It makes no yeah. sense to play him, but out of loyalty, they probably will. Which is good for Reese Walsh. Don't get me wrong, but it might just mean that we just wait on Ponga. He's got a break even of fifty eight, and I can see him rolling out with another thirty. And you're straight swapping Katoa for Kalen Ponga, which I would do. That is. Honestly, 440 is risky enough for me to have a go at him. It's not this week. Yep. Um, it might be next week. Yep. Fair enough. We'll be very potty for sure. Um, a few questions about Val Holmes. Talked about it a lot. Let's cover this one. They've got the Roosters this weekend into the Dragons and the Tigers. The only reason I'm not selling him this week is because of those two games leading into the round 13 bye. What are your thoughts? I'm holding Val. I'm holding Val too. Um, I've held Val all year. It's so frustrating because we're so used to getting these hundreds. But if you have a look at his scores, they're not actually that bad. Like you got a 20-odd last week against, you know, probably the form team at the moment. Hey, it's to be expected when you've got the centre from the team that's coming last or second last. My concern is that they've only played essentially one or two decent teams this year in the Broncos and uh, and the Warriors. So when the run gets harder, it can it could be quite tough. But in saying that, we know Val Holmes quality player and the Dragons and the Tigers. He could go two hundreds in a row there, leading into the bye. And then I sell him round thirteen. And you kind of like the matchup against the Roosters too. Like it's it's kind of three weeks of Val. Um, I'm going to ride the wave if he becomes more of a pod uh, through his really bad score this last week. I've got nothing to lose. I've already copped yep. his 26. Let me throw this at you. So he, next week they play the Dragons, and if they keep the team the same, he could be running at Max Fine, who plays exclusively on the wing. Doesn't defend at centre, doesn't play much footy at centre. So that oh. could be a really nice matchup. And then the Tigers, that give, could be anything. Give me the hot sauce. Mate, I'll, I'll VC him if it's early on in the week. Yep. For sure. So uh, that's a hold for Val Holmes for all those questions coming through. Ruben Garrick, though, down 200K, 84 break even versus the Broncos. Back on the wing, though, which is good. What are your thoughts on Ruben Garrick? Is he just so low now that we just have to hold? Yep. Basically, we've done our dash. Uh, he always plays better with Turbo. He usually plays better on the wing. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, look, I like it. Um, you know what? The Broncos have been a bit leaky on the on the, um, on the the wing too. Um, most of the tries were scored out there. They give them a lot of space out there and try and tackle them, push them in the touch. Um yeah, I don't mind it. I'm going to play him this week. I'm going to play him every week that I own him. And yeah, some easier matchups will come. He's not coming out of my team. We saw what he did at the start of the season. He's a hold. He doesn't play origin. They they play, they've got decent buyers. Um, it's good cover. He's got dual flexibility to fullback. There's no reason to move him. You just hold on. He's going to be a top four center wing by the end of the year. Yep. Let me take it from here because I'm really curious as to your thoughts because I've already hopped off there. Greg Marju has scored 42, 67, and 39. Uh, He's got a break-even of 88. Mm -hmm. What are you doing with him? You have him. Well, I mean, I have him. I'm holding him this week even though he's on the bye. I I feel like, I mean, we know what he can do. He's a bit of a base stat beast. Those games there, he got a try in his 67, but the 42 and the 39, he got no attacking stats. It was a bit like Talakai last year where if he didn't score a try, he'd get between 40 and 50. And I feel like he's that guy this year. Um, Brett Ryan on, on Facebook actually asked us, do we would we go Rapana in for Marju this week? I'm not quite sure whether he's short on numbers or, or whatever it be. I looked at, um, I looked at Rapana. His numbers actually aren't as bad as I thought. He's coming off a couple of big scores. He's 560K though, zero break even coming up against the Bulldogs. Uh, And he's got 89 and 79 in his last two games with three tries in those. I just feel like Marju isn't a sell. I feel like what we saw from Marju in his first two or three games is what we will consistently get more often than we won't. Yep. And that's a real luxury trade um, going to Rapana because... You know what? He is going to score more points than Marju this week, um, but I wouldn't back on it too many other weeks. And they pay the first buy. Marju plays round 13. I know that Rapana does as well, but I mean, if he's in your team already, there's no point burning a trade to go to a guy that probably will score the same throughout the year, if not less. And the Knights have been awful, and Marju's been a bit of a shining light. And once Ponga gets clicking, Ponga and Miller have been pretty ordinary as a connection the last two weeks because they're trying to find that. When they come good... It's going to be absolute green light for Marju. He's going to score really well, so I'm happy. To I expected Marju's floor to be lower uh, when I traded him out. Look, I got him, traded out, made 111k. Um, happy with it. Yeah, got Nico because of it, but yeah, he's somebody that I would hold if I had him. Good shout. How about Harry Grant, mate? I jumped off. You never had him. Down 125k, 72 break even. He comes up against the South, the Broncos, the Dolphins before Origin. I mean. Do you just continue to hold? Is he just a hold now until Origin? They reassess. Do you hold him through Origin completely? If I own him, I hold him till Origin. I don't hold him through Origin. Uh, gets gets that rest. I don't know if he will now with Brandon Smith on the bench because they didn't lose as much as they will now. Yep. 
but I still think he gets rested over that period. He's too important. Um, Bellamy's probably too stubborn. He'll sit Harry Grant when they're losing to make sure that he doesn't get injured um, so that he's there to play for the last 10 games of the year. Yeah, I, I think, <coughs> I get, yeah, I, I agree with you. I tend to agree with you. And that's the reason why I sold a couple of weeks ago because uh, I feel like, and we, if we look at last year as a sample size, he played less minutes, but they had Brandon Smith to fall back on. They don't have that this year. So it'll be interesting to see because it's a bit of a different year. There's no precedent for how they use him this year without that backup yeah. hooker. Look, Harry Grant's good enough to score well against the South South and Broncos. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I'd honestly hold now. There's no point selling him right now. Could easily cover the break even this week. So no, no issue there. Um, mate, last one, big one. Some people still held Tommy Turbo. 84 break even coming off a 26, a 57, and a 37 coming up against the Broncos this week into the Sharks, into the Raiders who are coming good. He's the second most sold this week. What are your thoughts on what to do with Turbo? I would hold him if I held him through last week. I traded him out for Sloan, probably regret it. Turbo probably gets 30 on one leg, 40 on one leg, 50 on one leg. I'm not scared of the break even because he's 580K for Tom Trebojevic. But... Yeah, look, I would have jumped off. I jumped off last week. I wouldn't be jumping off if I had him this week. Um, they're still going to run everything through Turbo, even if he's banged up. So let me he's ask too you good this. Not to. I mean, so in my little deep dive in the buys, we were, I was looking at these kind of highly owned players, popular players, guys you'd consider guns. Um, so let's say, for instance, he plays Origin, which, look, if he's healthy enough, he probably will. He misses, he'll miss 13, 14, 16, and 19. And in the gaps of those games, they come up against the Dolphins, who are playing good footy, the Eels, the Storm, and the Roosters. They're not nice matchups. So the four games that he will be playing, he's playing, he's going to miss four out of eight. And then he's got three top eight teams, sorry, four top eight teams that he's going to be coming up against through that period. My argument is I would even, I'd even get rid of him this week. Yep. I Look, reckon because the Broncos fair, are but who are you getting who are you getting rid of him to? So good question. Because the uh most brought in player this week is uh Jareem Buller from the Tigers. Basement price two hundred K. I'm concerned about this one because when you bring in a guy that's basement price two hundred K and he's only a fullback, you've got no flexibility to bring him in, in the center wing. We know fullback is a premium position. So what are your thoughts on bringing in this kind of player into, I mean, we've only got two fullback slots. You'd have to beef up your team elsewhere, wouldn't you? Yeah, I've got a bit of flexibility, um, so I'll be able to do it because I've currently got I don't know, interchange Tyrell Sloan or Ruben Garrick sitting there uh, due yep. to the fact that I jumped off turbo last week. I've probably missed the boat on Gutho. So, yeah. Probably Buller it is. I've got Gutho and Walsh in my fullback slot at the moment. I will likely pass on – well, I will. I'm going to have to. I'm not selling Gutho, yep. and I like Walsh's matchup. So I'm not – I don't care about the cash so much. Um, look, and if it goes pair, if it goes pear-shaped for me, I might make the move next week knowing that Walsh is coming up against the a couple of good teams. He's coming up against Melbourne into Penrith. So I might make that move next week. Who knows? But, um, I mean, in, in fairness, though, Jareem Bull has got – he's looked pretty good. Uh, I'll make an argument for him. He's got a negative 38 break even. His base and power is 38 points per game in the two games that he's played in monsoon conditions. So when he gets a dry game, he's a meat pie chance if the Tigers play half-decent yep. footy. They're playing the Dragons this week. 
who are pretty awful. And the Dragons allow 70 points per game to fullbacks this year. So there's a lot of things that are supporting this move. I just really don't like trading out a gun fullback to to do it. And I'm doing it. Skip but you're trading out. You're trading a. Sign, I'm trading it. You? I'm trading out Hayes Dunster. Oh, there you go. Happy days. I'm trading out Hayes Dunster to Jareem Buller using my jewels. Um, I've picked up these jewels along the way. Really happy with the way that that sits. I've got rid of Tom for Sloan. I'm going to hold Sloan. I just I Sloan's a bit like Walsh. Um, he could roll out and score 90 this week, um, but he could roll out and score 18 again, and I'm going to live and die by that. So, yeah, I've, I've made my bet. I'm going to lay in it. Um, I, I would like last... to get Ola if I didn't have to give up one of my two gun fullbacks. I'm just not going to do yep. it. I know that goes into cheapies, but I've just got one more falling gun to talk about is Sean Lane. Yep. Um, 67 break even. And I see it pop up in the in the chat if you want to pick up that um that question. But realistically, I don't think this is the week. I think he's still probably, especially let's see how this rotation plans out. He could roll out with a 50 again. Uh, let's just, again, wait and see. You can have another week to look at Sean Lane. I was hoping that he would drop more drastically. He's been better than I thought, uh, which is good because I think I'll own him at some stage. I think that he... Probably has he won't make Origin. Maddo's a chance. Maddo's coming off the bench. There's a few question marks. Hopgood's been really good, eating into some minutes. Look, I will get Sean Lane, but probably not this week. Hey, uh, maybe another guy to add to this category that I haven't even got notes on: Angus Crichton, who has a hundred and forty odd break even and is named on the bench again this week. Eventually, he's going to work back into a starting spot in this lineup. I know Egan Butcher's playing out of his skin, so they're probably just riding that wave. The Roosters, but. Crichton will come back into the starting left edge. He could be 500K. Can can you imagine swapping out Jackson Ford or Preston for Angus, <laughs> Angus Crichton? Crichton? We were going to pick up Angus Crichton to start the year at 697K. Like, to we be understand... fair, Cam Murray hasn't done much better than him. No, he hasn't. I mean, but we're prepared to pay 700K for a guy. He hasn't lost his ability. Uh, it's more just a matter of time. And I think maybe he might be the perfect guy to pick up on the run home uh, or to pick up when the Roosters draw opens up a little bit. Yeah. Look, I don't see myself finishing the year with Jacob Preston, Zach Hosting, and Jackson Ford in my lineup. It's going to be a lot more star-studded than that. Angus Crichton, you know, your Sean Lanes. Um, yeah. There's going to be a Canberra Raiders second row there at some stage. Um, yep. And, and honestly, a lot of those could be straight swaps. If we're patient. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, Rodders are spot on. We're holding Garrick. We're holding Val. We're holding Marju. That's the way I'm doing yep. it anyway. That's, that's my thoughts. Um, but like, feel free to make your own decisions. Rod- Rodders, we're at a good time during the year to save a trade. If there's no real we're gonna fires. Garrick, Val and Marju aren't, you know, massive cells. If you're trading them, that's a luxury trade. For sure. Quick uh, couple of questions before we move into the cheapies. Uh, Troy, good friend of the show, asking Oluwapu. Yep. So we may as well cover him now, I guess. Moving forward, do we see him getting solid minutes? Personally, I see him eventually becoming the starting 5'8". I feel like they're using Reynolds as a bit of a stopgap to ease Oluwapu into the NRL. We know he's a talent. Everyone talks him up. But in saying that, he's still got some errors in him. He's still got some poor reads in him. 
they're going to want to ease him into the NRL. They're not going to want to just throw him in uh, with the Wolves, so to speak. So I feel like it's going to take, we're going to take some time. He might not be a guy that you need to jump on straight away, but it'll be a bit of a slow burn until he gets a start. And I think he'll get a start this year. What do, what do you reckon? You know what? I'm a chance of adding him his third week, just thinking that this is going to happen. Josh Reynolds isn't the answer. Um, they're going to want to blood Oluapu once his confidence is up. Once he's there, they'll give him the keys and just let him run. They're not making the top eight this year. Um, yeah, let's they've let Flano go. Let's sit him beside Matt Burton and give him some reps. For sure. Steve's asking, what do you think about Hopgood's minutes now that Davey is in the starting 13? If you didn't have him, do you bring him in? I'll answer this one. I don't think you do now. You've got Madison now on the bench. You've got Cardi on the bench. You're two quality players that are sitting on the bench at the moment. They've obviously like Andrew Davey enough to start him on an edge. Uh, I mean, Regan Campbell-Gillard's the only saving grace about what's going to save Hopgood's minutes, maybe in the short term. He's uh, apparently out for 10 to 12 weeks. So I have him and I'm not selling him, but no, I don't think I would go and get him now. What about you? I also wouldn't sell him if I had him. Yeah, I'm not selling him. I just might not confidently play him. I can also see Maddo going off to Origin Camp. Again, like you said, missing five games and Jermaine Hopgood being Jermaine Hopgood for five weeks. Jermaine Hopgood for five weeks. <laughs> if I have him, I keep him. If I don't have him, yeah, he's gone. Uh, Penasini owner, Troy, one of the, I think, three people that own Penasini, one of the great moves of Supercoach this year. The Peacock. <laughs> Are they ever going to go right again now that Sean Lane's back and Dylan Brown's starting to come good? Do you think that right-to-left sweep is just going to leave Penasini getting a bit cold on the right edge. No, I think the Peacock's been great. He's so strong. He just looks like a like what I hope Katoni Staggs could be sometimes in offense. Um, yeah, look, he's so big. He's so strong. Just keep riding the wave. He's got a great draw. Um, I think, yeah, there's some good things coming for Peacock owners. Um, lock him in for 100 in the next four weeks. Nice. James asking, Tarpany, Max King, Welch, in the front row, Hosking, Preston, Ford, Wilton, Hopgood, Katoa in the second row. You do not need to make a trade, my friend. I would just hold on. That's a that's a really nice setup. And and obviously, once you get to a point where there's somebody you can upgrade a Jackson Ford, uh, even maybe Preston, depends what Hopgood's doing, you can watch for a week at least. Mate, I look at that lineup and I'm like, are you playing Hayes Dunster, Will Warbrick, and Carl Pereira <laughs> every week? Holy moly, that's a lot of money tied up in the second row. But hey, yeah, no, I really like it. Absolutely. Uh, David Fafita is looking like the best front second row forward this year. I'm no, really he glad we the best second row forward this year. We both he started is the best second row forward in the game. Um, yeah, super coach wise or otherwise. Absolutely. And Seb Chris as a pod is the last one here before we move into cheapies. Alex Ward is asking. <laughs> I, don't, I don't actually hate it. Uh, you've got bigger balls than me um, if you do it, especially after after that 89 or whatever on the weekend. But look, I don't do it, but you've got big balls and I really like it if you do. Mm. Yeah, the, I guess the risk is maybe he goes back to the centres. That's probably the worst thing that could happen for him as he gets as Savage goes to the back and then Croker goes out, he goes back into center. Who knows what they're going to do, yeah. but it'll be based on whether Nick Kotrek is ready to go and how long he spends out of the team. So I'd say they'll stick with it the way that it is for them. Mate, cheapies, uh, let's, we can probably move through these a little bit quicker. Now, we've spoken about Buller. 
Valence Tavare, unfortunately, hasn't been named in the squad, so you'll probably wait until game day to find out whether he's going to get named. I've got the flexibility based on the moves I want to make to probably bring him in as a downgrade for Warbrick, considering Storm play after the Dolphins. So I'm lucky there. I can maybe free up some cash and just make that one move this week and then just go hard next week. Um, Tyrone Peachy is another guy that has he's got a negative 11 break even this week. Looks like he's locked down that center wing spot from Tungo, who is out for up to eight weeks. What are your thoughts on the peach? Bit of a 2016 comeback. If I traded, I'd be pretty happy with the peach. Look, I just don't know who, you, who you're who going to. You're probably not playing him anyway. It would only be for cash generation. Um, yeah, look, I'm not looking to do it this week, but I understand if you do, it's probably a pretty good move if you've got some fires in your second row. Like, even if you've if you stacked as much as, um, as the gentleman who's – who played before, you could cash out one of those guys, get 289K, sit Peach on the bench, keep riding up and upgrade your center wingers, your fullbacks, um, you know, get Katoa to somebody that you can play every week. Yeah, I like – Peachy's going to – spoiler alert, Peachy will probably get the center wing to RF duel come round 12. Uh, I, I like him for that. If he was just to RF, I probably wouldn't even bother looking at him. But the fact that you can probably swing him up and down – is a is a really nice jewel to have, and then if you've got a guy like Jack Bird or, or whatever in in the uh, in the other op- opposing position, I, I don't mind it at all. Could be maybe even a sideways trade to fix my Dory problem. That's probably going to be there until round twenty seven. I feel at this rate, I feel like it's one or of those things I want to fix. Your Schuster problem. Schuster, to I talk you out of that. I talk you out of trading Matt Dory every week. You do every single. But to be fair, he hasn't been named this week, which is fantastic because I'm just worried about him dropping cash. That's all. So I can wait another week, I'm, which is fantastic. I'm really worried that if you are like me, I have 27 trades left after, at the end of this week. A Tyrone Peachy or one of these blokes with a minus 11 break even, a Gashuski, a um, I just don't think that they're worth a trade. Yep. Yeah. If you've honestly, got twenty-seven, if you've got thirty it. trades, you could get two of these blokes, and you know, be in an excellent position. Yeah, you've got I thirty. Have, trades. I have thirty trades. So. Yeah. So that I feel like that'd be you know you could go peaches. Maybe my dog's name's Peachy as well. Whenever my missus hears uh, Tyrone Peachy being commentated on the TV, she always makes a comment. So uh, maybe it's a sign. Maybe it's an omen. I need to bring him in. Uh, hey, how about Max Fine? 234K, we spoke about him a bit. Um, he's moved to centre now with Ravalawa back. Minus 15 break even. I mean, my, my issue is how long is Lomax going to be out for? And the answer has to be not that long. You can't leave a guy like Lomax out for that long, can you? Uh, look, maybe maybe he was late to training or something. Who knows? Yeah. But he'll be back. He'll be back. There's more to it. There is more to this. There Lomax is more topic. to it. Yeah. Yeah. So... There was no. nothing to indicate that this was going to happen. Mate, no, I was just true. commenting on how sweet his goal kicking was. Like <laughs> I watched him kick one from the sideline, and that was about my dragon's highlight. Maybe, maybe that was about the only one you've seen him kick from the sideline. Did you know that his stats? I was looking at him on the weekend. He's kicking four from seventeen from the from the wing or from the sideline this season. So uh, you've watched at the right time. Four. Who goal kicks for the dragons now? Yeah, that's a good question, isn't it, Ben Hunt? Is he going to goal kick? Uh, Talatau Amon? Maybe. Maybe. He didn't. Yeah, that's a good question because Lachlan's just asked that one as well. I actually have no idea. I might look (laughs) into this one. 
Hey, uh, next one, Jared Croker, minus 8 BE, 336K, so not exactly a basement price cheapie, but is it maybe too late now to get on Jared Croker considering there's risk around Sa- Savage's back? Like we, d- we don't know what's going to happen when Kotrick comes back into this team either. There's, there's so many question marks. I'd be really happy if I got him at 279K, but I'm not shelling out 330. There's better options. Yep, fair shout. You got him. If you've got him, definitely hold and enjoy that. Should make some more cash, but if you don't, don't reach. Jack Koshevsky, minus two break even. Gets another four weeks with Nanai out suspended. Thoughts on as it? I mean, he's two RF only. Is he a guy you look at as a as a downgrade for the next look, four weeks? Look, the most positive thing I've got about him is he has great hair. <laughs> yeah. He's just is that not enough? that good at, at. No, no, he's just not that good at footy. Um, look, I now after watching a few games of him playing in first grade, and yes, it's really hard when the Cowboys as a collective are doing really bad. If he was, you know. Popping in there at Medge, and we were talking about the Panthers. I would definitely get him. But, like, yeah, I'm just not sure how much go forward the Cowboys have. He's been fairly uninspiring. He's not 200K. He's still 280K. Yes, you're going to make some money, but it's going to be a – we're talking about a slow burn for four weeks. We're not even talking about a slow burn for the season. I would have question marks over him if he'd locked down that edge spot for the year. Fair shout, mate. Fair shout. Uh, all right. So, Wiramu Greg. Now, I've been told we're talking about Wiramu Greg is a little bit um, out of my scope, but I'd, I'd like to dive into this one here for a second because I, for anybody who wants to jump on Wiramu Greg, hear me out. Now, he's at a minus two break even. He's job security questionable. I mean, let's look at last week. Now, obviously, last week he had 44 minutes, right? <coughs> Now, the, yep. the reason he had 44 minutes because Madison was out with the flu. So inflated minutes last week is a concern and maybe a little bit of a trap for people moving forward. Uh, his minutes leading up to last week, or let's just look at his minutes for the season. He's 15, 14, 14, 33, 19, 17, 31, and 44 last week. Did you see him at about the 12-minute mark? Because I could have sworn that I lo- he'd look like he was on the Sahara Desert gasping for water. At about the 12th minute, he was battling the big fella. He does not have a 20-minute spell in him. I was stuck in traffic on Suncorp, and they didn't say that over 612 ABC Grandstand. But um... <laughs> He was battling. But, yeah. The big fella was struggling. So, I mean, he's not a big minute forward. We know that. You might get a little bit of a cash grab maybe for the week or two, but we need to look now at the fact that Madison and Cartwright are both on the bench. We're a McGregor starting prop. How many minutes is he going to play in his first stint? Is he even going to come back on the field when you've also got guys like Lane and Hopgood on the field? Um, I'd be surprised if he sees 20 minutes this week. And he might get you, you 20 what, points. Hon- That's all well and good. Honestly, if you have Wiramaya, Greg, and you had him last week and you added him because you really need to save some cash or you were panicking on Welch because he wasn't playing and you spent that cash elsewhere, you don't know what happened? You got kissed on the dick. Yeah, very lucky with those minutes and, and Maddo being out, but it goes back to the normal 15, 14, 14, 19, 17 minutes that he's had this year through this yep. rotation when they're healthy. So Yeah, look, and he might see 29 minutes and, and, you know, average 28 for the next, you know, month. Well, yep. great. And then you can sell him. You have to. Um, yep. Carl Oluwapu, we spoke about a little bit already. Wait a week. He's, it's only his second game, so you've got time to wait before a price rise. You're There's not no playing jumping early. Anyway. No, you're not, you're not jumping anyway. early. I mean, hey, do you go maybe um, – who's the Dolphins 5'8 that we all the have? Toa. Katoa? 
do we do you go Isaiah Katoa down to Oluwapu if it frees up cash for you to upgrade another position? Maybe I'd like I'd probably like a five eight that I could play though. Honestly, I could see myself probably fading Oluwapu if Ponga drops in cash. I'll hold my comment on that until we talk about the DPPs because pretty relevant. Um, yep. Last, what, what I'd call a, ch- I don't know whether I call it a cheapie, but let's call it a cash cow for this week is Connolly Lemuelu from the Dolphins. 521K, but a negative 22 break even this week. 58 average coming off 100 last week with two tries. My issue is the Dolphins have the buy next week. So I don't necessarily see that as a move I'd want to make. I'd rather go to an Alex Johnston for an extra 40K in the center wing. And I probably wouldn't want to pick Lemuelu in the 2RF. What are your thoughts? I find it hard to get somebody at 520K as a cash grab. Yeah, I mean, because I'm really... Like, I'm not super confident in playing him. Um, Yeah, look, I I won't be going there this week. Uh, There's a buy next week. Uh, There's a few red flags around there. Yeah, I would. It seems like Wayne Bennett really likes him, though. They do love going left, (laughs) and he is on that that left edge. They, They go there a lot now. Um, so it looks like he's got the role. So job security isn't a huge issue for me anymore for, for Lemuelu. So that, that was the reason why I didn't get on him when he was about 350. Um, but if you did, goal, a really, really nice move. So a good little uh, dual position there that you can play around with later on. Um, quick couple of questions before we hop into DPPs. I just want to throw this one up there because uh, Troy said that I was right about something. Uh, would you play Cotter? And I was right about the cow's forward rotation. Yeah, I... I mean, I might even just hand this one over to you. You're a pretty passionate uh, anti-Cowboys forward kind of guy. What are your thoughts? <laughs> Mate, I would not play Cotter for the rest of the year um, until the coach gets sacked. Yeah, Todd Payton has had uh, second-year syndrome, I guess, worse than the players have, I think. Watch him t- turn into prime. I don't know. He's probably better than Shane Webkey. Watch him turn into an absolute gun for Queensland and then you can just see how you know Cotter should be coached yeah that's right Cotter is a gun we saw what he did he the guy can play 80 minutes he came out at the start of the season saying I want to play more minutes I want to be a big minute lock he was open about it in the media and then you know what Todd Payton's like oh you want to be a big minute lock let's play your 32 minutes a game blokes a moron complete moron absolutely absolutely awful He's your second best player. Yeah. He's mate, a lot for Payton Origin. Doing... He's oh, he's gonna look like Todd... Saquon Barkley out there. <laughs> uh, I drafted Saquon Barkley in fantasy and then freaking <laughs> traded him to you, didn't I? That was a genius <laughs> <Yeah>. move. <laughs> um, that's NFL. We'll save that for later. Selman's asking uh, Val Holmes to Will Penasini. Oh yeah, I don't no. mind it. I don't no. mind that. I'd wait though until round thirteen if I'm going to do that move. I'm not. I'm not doing yeah. it now. Oh, See I'm trading Holmes by round thirteen, but I'm not looking yet. Uh, people are wondering who the Dragons' kicker is. We don't know. Lachlan hopes it's Jack Bird. Oh, if you follow, <laughs> I jump on Jack follow, Bird straight away. If you follow us on Twitter, we'll find out and tweet it out. Uh, any Hazelton love uh, from the Sharks with Braden Hamueli out of out for a month? I'd want to see maybe a little bit more. Before I, I jumped on a guy like Hazelton, I feel like there's I mean, probably more good, options. How do, good did all that Royce Hunt love go? Like not that long ago. Like, yeah, it's I don't, I, move. I'd say no. Uh, Steve, last one before we move into DPPs: Is Manu still an option to bring in if you have buy coverage players like AJ already in your team? I'd say yes. I, yeah, I, I think. Play Manu. 
Manu, for, so for when the Roosters play their buyers, correct me if I'm wrong, I think they missed round 13, but they've got the last two. No, they only do yep. play 16. So, I mean, against the Knights, you want Joey Manu because he's going to be playing fullback and he will score 300. So uh, I think you're going to want him for that game. Um, and he's still cheaper than he was last week. It's not like we're talking about you're missing the boat. No, I agree. Like, like also, we're talking about us. Like we're talking about it as if we're geniuses that added him. We still lost seven k. Yeah, we just got the points on the board, which is what we yeah. wanted from that move. Um, I, I guess maybe this is the perfect segue into the dual position uh, additions. I guess for the for the year. Now we've got some locked in ones already. We'll quickly scrape over them because there's no one relevant here. You're going to want to pick up. So they've agreed. Jaden Ockenball or Jaden the knock on the ball is uh, he's added uh, center. So he's added to RF to center wing. So now he's dual. Uh, Josh Alloye. Okay, it's going to be great. Also, Josh Alloye, really excited about oh. never having him in my team. Yeah. Uh, dual front row, second row. Matt Croker, front row, second row. Mitch Kenny. Oh, I just uh, actually nearly threw up in my mouth saying his name. <laughs> Two RF hooker. Uh, and Jai Arrow. No, don't. Don't do it. Uh, Jai Arrow, <laughs> front row, second row as well. So I'd say Jai Arrow maybe plays Origin. Uh, it's probably not relevant, uh, but he'd be the only one I'd consider out of those five guys. Now, watch list. So those guys have locked in. Supercoach HQ have come out and said this is what's happening with these guys. Now these next lot seven players need to see one more uh, one more game in their position to be able to kind of get locked into that three games in that position. Joey Manu will have five eight if he plays five eight this year uh, this week. Sorry. So I mean to answer now your question, if he's a bring in. Imagine having Joey Manu that you can play as your second 5'8 for the rest of the year and you just put Dill Brown and Joey Manu in 5'8. Perfect. Sign me up. It's a dream come true. So if he plays at 5'8 this week, they'll probably put him there. Yeah. Uh, Luke Keary also, they're looking at adding half because it's his, he's played two games in the halves. So if he plays a third game this weekend, which he will, he'll get dual half 5'8. Granville looking at front row forward hooker, which is an interesting combo considering he's played a couple of games at prop. I reckon, you know, they do like three or four positions sometimes on Yahoo and NBA Fantasy. Granville could probably have every position on the field. Maybe he should be a flex position. The only the only player that can play. Every yeah, super, super flex. Yeah, get him in the super flex. Yeah, because flex, you can't do quarterback, so super flex. Yeah, true. Good, good shout. I like Sorry, it. I'm an NFL nerd. Mate, someone's got to pull me up. Uh, Tyrone Peachy should get dual to RF center wing if he obviously gets another run this week, which is named. Uh, Kapoa, center wing 2RF, no one cares. Burton, 5-8 halfback duel. I mean, when you've got Nico and Cleary, that's not really relevant, is it? Yeah, but we're going to have to move um, one of those guys onto something through the origin period, but it's not going to be Burton. So, yeah, you're kind of hoping for half from somebody not named him, aren't you? Yeah. Pezzet, 5-8 half duel. So, obviously, if these guys get one more game in those positions, they will get that dual position status come round 12 when they make those changes. So, very interesting from Supercoach HQ. Very lovely of Supercoach as well to make that a paid-only article. Luckily, it got uh, leaked, thanks to Troy, actually, who's probably watching live for leaking that in one of the chats. Good bloke. Uh, Because I refuse to pay a dollar to read a Supercoach article. (laughs) Yeah, well, you can just uh, listen to us instead. That's right. That's right. All right, mate, we covered a fair bit. Let's uh, let's just finish off with trades and VCs. We've covered questions as well, which is great. So what are your thoughts on trades this week? So I am going to go Hayes Dunster to Dream Buller. I'm just going to go one, the one trade. Just one move? Yep. Just one move. I don't. I actually need to stop. I've even thought about just saving it because Hayes Dunster might score a try one day. But 
Yeah, no, not this week. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm honestly, this is the first week where I've looked at my team and gone, I actually don't need to trade. I mean, luxury wise, I could. I have 30 trades and two boosts left, but I feel like the more trades that I hold when I don't need to trade, it's like an itchy trigger finger. I, I could make a trade. I could probably boost. I've sent you a boost option this week to get your thoughts on it, but I actually don't think I need to. I, I can play Stefano this week and it's not ideal, but I can just play Stefano as my fourth reserve and the rest of my team I like. So, I mean, I'm not trading out someone like Walsh, which probably would be my cash free up option then to play upgrade elsewhere. I'm not trading out Cleary. Uh, I'm holding on to all my center wings that are out of form, but it only takes one game. There's no one really I want to trade. You look at your center wing and even my center wing and you just look at it and you'd be like, at the start of the year, can you imagine a world where you have, say, Joey Manu, Valentine Holmes, Alex Johnston, Ruben Garrick, just sitting there. Um, that is, that's gun center wing. Like, honestly, if you're trading out one of those guys, it's an absolute luxury trade. For sure. I've got Marju on the bench. I'll just play Taruva this week. Not upset about that with that matchup. They could have a massive game against the Warriors at Magic Ground. I want AJ next week. He's a target for me. So I'm going to have I to think, work out where I find that cash. I think the Warriors will be a lot better that we're seeing K out there. He organizes them on defense and um, and looks dangerous in attack. So. Yep. Fair call. Um, Alex Johnston, 200th game. That's the last thing that I'll say on this is that if you wanted to take a bit of a punt, get AJ this week. Um, could have a big one. Back him in for a double. Uh, VCs and Cs, mate. What are your thoughts? I'm going to go Reese Walsh because he plays early on in the week. It's sort of, it's sort of the only VC option that I can sort of see. And you know what? I've been talking up how big of a game he's going to be. I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. But realistically, unless he covers his break even of 156, I'll probably play Nico anyway. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, I'm still tossing up whether I captain Cleary or Hines. I, I'm not quite sure. I, I just have I have a bit of a gut feeling about Cleary this week, but my concern is maybe that he doesn't kick goals and that you lose 25 points in a flogging, 30 points in a flogging just in, in goal kicks. Um, Hines is safer. I might just take the 100. Mike, you know what? I just can't back against Nico at the moment. I watch him and I'm just like, this is the best player in the game. This is the best super coach player. He gets involved in everything. Um, almost every try assist, you know, comes from him. Even, you know, when they give that try assist to Talakai, to Mulatalo, it was off a Nico pass. Like, it was because Nico generated it. So Yeah, he's in everything. Just, Touches the ball everywhere. Uh, yeah, you can't go against absolutely. him, can you? Um, last couple of questions here. Time to jump off Tommy Gilbert. Probably plays Origin, doesn't he? Yeah, probably plays Origin. Um if you're looking at one of these other front row forward options that we've talked about, I really like uh, Gilbert to Jack DeBallon or Corey Horsburgh. For sure. Or Tarpany if you don't have him. Yeah, yeah, good shout. Um, Robbie Starr getting Buller for, I think, Tom Eisenhuth, I'm assuming, if it's down in the centre wing. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, I mean Tom this, Eisenhuth's done. This isn't a waste of a trade. The trade, the waste of the trade was getting Tom Eisenhuth to start off with. You're <laughs> rectifying your mistake. Um, hey. Yeah, that's a good trade. That is a really good trade for this one. Yeah. If for that's sure. not where you went wrong. Uh, James, we covered Karaz at the start, but no, wait a week or two weeks. 150 break even. There's no point um, going early on him. You can wait, have a look. Guys, that brings us to the end of the episode. We managed to keep it under an hour and a half. Serious effort from us. Love chatting footy, but um, 
plenty to go through. Uh, obviously, we will be back. When will we be back? Sunday. Sunday for Sunday. The... There's yeah, been unless, a there's been a little to do a Thursday show. So yeah, there's been a little bit of um, chat on Twitter and a, a few people asking us uh, to do a countdown show, and uh, we're all we're definitely men of the people. So if uh, you guys want us to do a countdown show, let us know in the comments once we wrap up, and uh, we'll definitely consider it if we're both free. Yeah, make all the comments and then tag my wife. So <laughs> that's it. I'm sure she'll be fine that's for probably it. Because that's probably the deciding factor on that one. So that's it. That's it. Now, guys, thanks for hopping on. Thanks for all the comments, all the support. Lastly, if you haven't subscribed yet, please click subscribe. Help support the channel. If you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple, hit the follow. Leave us a review. Tell a mate. All that good stuff to help us grow the channel. We appreciate your support. Good luck this week. If we don't see you on Thursday, we will see you on Sunday for the weekly wrap up. Otherwise, you've been listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. We will see you then. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.